Welcome to the Not Guilty Podcast. This is the podcast where three friends talk about the movies we love, even though the world, guess what, tells us not to do it. When Rotten Tomatoes gives a movie 10%, we are that 10%. This week, we run like boys from the bad color. That's right. We're talking about The Village, M. Night Shyamalan's film from 2004 featuring Bryce Dallas Howard and Joaquin Phoenix. Welcome back, bros. This is Alex. This is Kyle. This is me, Chris. Yeah, and we got a bit of news. We finally have a DC superhero movie that is not certified rotten. <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> uh, that's Marvel, pal. Is it really? Yeah. No. And also, the uh, the Hulk movies haven't been doing too great. No, I've been talking about uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh. oh. Also, well, Hogan's Heroes. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing pretty good. Cool. The Incredible they're, Hulk. They're Hogan. pretty relevant these days. Mm. Mr. Nanny. Wasn't that Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All right. I don't know stupid things. <laughs> I don't know that kind of trivia. All right. This week we're talking about M. Night Shyamalan's movie, The Village, which uh, is a submission that I brought to the table because I love the movie. And a lot of people say this is M. Night Shyamalan's. Uh, first step into the fall of M Night. The the this is the this is the first step into him not making good movie films. He lived long enough to see himself become the villain. This was the first time you know he went from Shamala to Shamalamadingo. Now we can't. I mean, I don't know if does do either. Have you either? You guys seen Lady in the Water? No, I saw it like when it first came to Redbox. I don't remember. Anything I saw it in theaters, flying like like flying dog things or something. Flying nuns. Uh, I saw it in theaters and I left going, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen," and I cried because I was like, a huge "Lady M. Night in the fan. Toilet Water." Yeah, exactly. What what year did that come out? Paul Giamatti. He's like a superintendent, more like and he's Paul the, Giapati. <laughs> and he's the he's the hero of the story. So he's the superintendent of a thing. Did, did Lady in the Water come out before The Village? Or? No, it came out after, which, all right, so, all right, so, you know, M. Night breaks on the scene with The Sixth Sense, amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, now he's done, he's done other stuff before that. That but stars is, Bruce Willis, correct? Bruce Willis, I correct. mean, John McClane? Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, great movie. Such, such a good, <laughs> such a good film. Um, it is very good, and, um... <laughs> And then we follow up with Unbreakable, which has got mixed reviews, but overall pretty culturally received well. Not to spoil nothing, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We're going to tackle that one. What, what were we it's spoiling? Not, it's not M. Night's only film on our that's going to be on our radar. Then we come up with uh, Signs, and I mean, I personally love that movie, and I think, you know, America did for a while. Mm-hmm. People love to hate on it too. Now, did Shamala also correct, uh, make the Shack? No, no. Mm-mm. That sounds like a very you mean Shyamalan. the Shack movie, the one about Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, and it's the sequel to Space Jam. Exactly. He was once a basketball player, but mm-hmm. now he's a god. All right. So uh, Signs was well received, and then M Night comes out with The Village, and people are and very here mixed. We go. People are very mixed on their reception of The Village. Mm-hmm. Some people. And uh, after that, we follow it up with a real stinker, um, 
Lady in the Water, which was just a absolutely stinky dinky. <laughs> okay, uh, and then after that, we follow it up with uh, what's the next movie? The Happening. Uh huh. And then, and then I the saw shack. that. I saw that. It was at the weirdest time, 10 a.m. on a Friday, the day it came out. Dude, I think I did too. Really? Yeah. You guys I, was like, did... I didn't even know movies showed at that time, and I was like, "Sweet, 10 a.m." Did, was... did you guys see it at? Like, did you guys go together but didn't realize it? Maybe. Maybe. I went to Mayfair. Where'd you go? Yeah, Mayfair. What? We were in the same Whoa. time. This is crazy. This um, is crazy. The happening this. was a big deal because it was. Um, I can't believe his this first R-rated movie. Yeah, it was R-rated. Wait, the village wasn't? No, almost. I have some trivia on that. Oh, Ooh. do you want, do we want to get into it now? <gasps> um, you know what? Yeah, let's go for okay. it. Let's let's cross so, the border into knowledge. So there was one minor detail that um made the original cut of this movie R rated, and they took it out. It was the sound of um Noah stabbing Joaquin Phoenix. Like, just the sound. Oh, I bet. They took the sound out, and then it was a PG-13 movie. Wow, wow. yeah. I could see that, because I remember thinking in, in the scene that we're going to get to coming up, but um, where he pulls the knife mm-hmm. out of pulls the knife out of Lu- Lucius, and it makes no noise. But I actually felt like it was really... I thought I, l- I like the dramaticness yeah, of it. Yeah, I thought it was really, made it more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Well, dramaticness. Because otherwise it would be like... Movies are always better when they go from rated R to PG-13. Yeah, they are always better, aren't they? The Punisher. Batman v Superman. (laughs) Finishing up The Happening, that was terrible, terrible Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, Bad reviews and and all. Which movie? The Happening. Oh. Then after that, we get the mother of all piles of steaming crap movies. Split. No. No. (laughs) The... Last Airbender. Oh no, that we don't. No, we, we don't. don't t- I don't even know what you're talking about. We don't consider that anything. Who's we? Who are you speaking on uh, behalf the, of? The Avatar: Last Airbender community. Do you talk about Avatar, the James Cameron film from 2000? Yes, that's that's what I'm talking about. The Blue People. Yes, um, great. I, it's a terrible adaptation of that. It came out around the same time too. Did they really? I don't but know. I, I, isn't that why like the Last Airbender wasn't called Avatar? Yeah, it was. That's why. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they couldn't do it. And then following that, we have After Earth, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. No, not Jada. Jaden Smith. Whoa, uh-huh. I didn't know. Shyamala directed that one? Yep. Wow. And that, what were your thoughts on that one? I didn't see it, but it got really bad reviews. And I was like, well, at this point, I'm never going to it, have any more faith in it. I've seen it. It wasn't bad. Well, and which, is this going to be an episode? I also, I also love Secondhand I, Lions I and really, Phantom Menace, so that probably doesn't give you any more reason to watch it. I don't know if I want to see it, but I will give it a shot if, if, uh, I don't know. if Maybe. you want to bring we'll it see. to the table. If you, uh, I've, got, I've got too many other good movies. This That might be when we're trying to dig at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, when we, when we run out of ideas. Yeah. When we run out of bad movies that we like. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> Um, then follows up with actually a well-received movie, The Visit. I haven't seen it. Has anybody seen it? Have you seen it? No. I, I know no. the spoiler at the end, but that's, I'm not going to do it on this. That's like the prequel to The Shack, right? The Visit. Yeah, it's, and then it is. Uh, the younger Shaquille O'Neal. Exactly. Uh, it's all about him visiting. when he was just a little baby genie. Yeah. <laughs> it's how he got in the, in, does, is he in a bot, in a lamp? In, uh, yeah, he's just like. Abracadagugugaga. Exactly. <laughs> and then... Off to a good start. Then we follow mm. it up with um, 
the last latest movie, Split, which I saw and I actually really enjoyed it. It's um, it's it's up there. Like it's seventy something on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. So mm. it's certified fresh. Yeah, his he, first since Signs. I think we can agree that he's made a little bit of a comeback. Mm-hmm. But we can all also agree he's had a bit of a downfall. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And why do we fall, Master Bruce? All right, so Kyle, we are back at the village, which some people say this is the beginning of the downfall of M Night Shyamalan. Mm. I disagree, but we will find out. Can you give us a little bit of a synopsis of what this movie is about? All right, so we um, start at the village. Um, we just all of a sudden hear some howling, and everyone at the dinner table is just really confused. Actually, yeah, no, we start out with a death mm-hmm. right off the bat. Right, bam. Yeah, funeral, death, instant, boom. Mm-hmm. Little boy dies. Old man crying. I would assume it's his father. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. just a weird uncle. I'm not sure. Or just some weird guy in the village. Or just an elderly fella who is uh, just doesn't like <laughs> it when kids die. Yep. All right. Idiot. How and about then, this? How about this? Maybe he was a smart fella. You ever mm-hmm. heard the uh, one smart fella, he felt smart? Two smart fellas, they felt smart? Three smart fellas, they all felt smart? Do you know this one? No. All right. You got to repeat it, though. One smart fella. Is it something about smelling farts? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Oh, that's the twist. What happens at the end is you go, one fart smeller. They all felt, they all smelt fart. (laughs) Oh, my God. Three fart smellers. They all smelt fart. Speaking of farts, the village. (laughs) Uh, I think you better take this. Um... (laughs) So anyway, we I do, I do want to say though, right off the bat, THX intro. Oh, uh, that's mm. right. Mm. We actually watched this movie together, which I thought was really fun. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then we all looked at each other during the THX entrance and we said, this Here is- we go. No, we didn't all look at each other. You all looked at me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like turned around and all eyes are on me. Yeah, we're just like he's about to do it. Oh gosh. He he puts one X down on the paper. He said, Mm. In the words of uh, Strike one. Chris, I say no thanks, spelled THX. <laughs> um, anyway, but right. yeah, so that was the one downside I had to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, basically we follow two main characters throughout this entire movie. Um, they're kind of their story, which is one of the characters, uh, spoilers, uh, Don't well, we'll talk about it, mm-hmm. but one of them just disappears. And then it focuses, like, about mid-movie, it turns to a new main character, which was mm-hmm. pretty, like, whoa. I kind of dug that. Yeah. About how it kind of, how it switched, Agreed. alternated. Agreed. I liked that about it. And, uh, yeah. That's we cool. see their journey, their love journey. That's cool. We see what they don't, because one of them's blind. <laughs> it runs like a boy. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, Chris... Um, this was the movie. This is the movie. This week, I was the one who brought the village because I really love it. Um, but not everyone did. Can you kind of give us a little bit of information on on uh, what the the consensus is towards? Okay. The village. Oh, my phone's refreshing. Mm. Mm. Bad timing there. That's why you should always. Uh, that's why you should switch to uh, Galaxy S8, our sponsor. Um, my unofficial sponsor, oh, M- sorry. Mr. 
a green bubble over here. <laughs> Shut up. I choose to be different. <laughs> tell it's us just straight up not doing it. Tell us now. what's crappy about the village. <laughs> I right. mean, I love my phone. <laughs> you Android user, you. Uh, all right, let me see if I just uh, put any in my notes because I did add some to my notes. Oh yes, we're Finally, talking about like, what notes. All right, so um, I don't have the tomatoes meter score right now, but um, what was it? It had a 43% tomato meter and an audience <laughs> score of 57. What? That's low on both accounts. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty surprised by that. Low mm. on both accords. Um, so the pros a lot of the reviews had were um, that it does distance itself from other mainstream films of the time. And what I, I, I think that's safe to say that it was considerably unique. And this was 2004, right? Mm-hmm. So what was coming out around that time? Oh boy, uh, Chicago, Spider-Man um, Two. Yeah, Spider-Man Two. I don't know. Movies were kind of crappy in this period of time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Crash. Maybe. I thought that was an okay. Crash, movie. baby. Did Benchwarmers? <laughs> Benchwarmers came out in two thousand four, right? Probably. Who knows? Oh. Yeah, oh. I mean, definitely not a memorable season. Oh, Napoleon Dynamite did I uh, did I believe? Mm-hmm. 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 I well, believe that was it. that distances itself it. from other mainstream. Um, so, other than that, it, um, an original idea. It wasn't a sequel or a remake, and a lot of uh, a lot of more contemporary reviews that were more like that were like reviewing Shyamalan films as a whole did say that it gets it's better in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's so And crazy. I feel like a lot of people are beginning to say that. I think it's uh, redeeming itself in a way. Yeah. Maybe not so much that people think it's better. Mm-hmm. They just think it's better than uh, Lady in the Water and The Happening. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air and when you watch those movies. The right? movie which we don't speak of. Yeah. The movie which we don't speak of. What's that? Oh my god. The last goodness. airbender. Oh, yeah. Uh, I told you. I you don't made me speak green, of it. Green bubble. Like, I don't even talk about it. You green bubble. <laughs> my name's Kyle. My name's Kyle. The green bubble. Cons. <laughs> Disappointing twist. Symbolism is too transparent. Miscalculated. What? Story is written around the twist. Also, story serves only to obscure the twist. And it's mm. silly. It's I, silly. Oh, so that's from cons. I put How do that, you say silly in French, Kyle? Oh gosh, that's one word <laughs> that I have learned. Schmaltzy. Schmaltzy. There you go. Um, so I re- the reason I put down just silly is because it popped up a lot in the silly? reviews. Yeah, I don't under. I'm trying I don't to think of why. That. Like there is some funny aspects of it, but like I mean, I get you know. Well, I don't think they meant that it was like humorous. Is that there's some a goofy. lot of the yeah, just a lot of laughable Cheesy. moments. Dorky. I. I mean, like, okay, so it's one of those moments. All right, there's a scene in Dark Knight. I, Dark Knight is one of my all-time favorite movies and my favorite superhero movie by far. And then <laughs> and then there's a scene, right? Uh-huh. It's at, towards the beginning of the movie where it cuts to, it, it's like uh, Commissioner Gordon's talking and he's in a bank vault and they've just robbed the bank or whatever and left this bunch of bills or whatever. Are you talking about Die Hard? No. Nope. <laughs> oh. And then it cuts to an open doorway and, and Batman standing in the doorway. And for whatever reason, I feel like it looks really dumb. Like, it <laughs> looks really silly. And I'm like, this is 
this shot for whatever reason just looks like a dude in a costume <laughs> and i'm like okay like i don't know if it's just he's like too well lit or something like that was there was there any of that like in the village i didn't i didn't think so i think if you there's like a specific i, I think if you if you take a look back at it in a very cynical way you can almost see like oh this is just a uh, a movie set and this is just uh you know what i mean like speaking of the set uh i got some a bit of uh info a little where t- is it a little tidbit the village was filmed in two uh, open f- oh let me let me guess because there's m night Shyamalan trivia at least to this point because i don't me, know what happened after let me say this it was filmed in two open fields okay is it near philadelphia um, is it in pennsylvania does it say that it is yeah, because up until I don't know about after it's, this, it's three miles south of Chadsford, Pennsylvania. Yeah, because M Night used to film most of his movies around Philadelphia. Yeah. I think kind of it was one of those things where he wanted to be around his family. And it was filmed in a place called Cassart, which is weird. Bless uh, you. And it was an entire, t- <laughs> it was an entire town uh, built in one field. All of the structures were torn down one month before the movie was released, and the land was restored to open countryside. Oh, thank you to Wikipedia for that info. Yes. Mm. So, um, here's what I found particularly silly, quote unquote silly, um, <laughs> was kind of the dialogue, but especially the ex- how they delivered the dialogue. Because um, I read in the trivia that. Um, Shyamalan made all the actors go through like 19th century like boot camp where oh, they wow. had to like sort of live it out and really learn their way around it. But still, even so, when they, they spoke had to put away that, the the text machines, the little well, this was 2004, mind you. Clo- close the laptops. <laughs> Turn off the MP3 players and the uh, their their other. 2004 tech pagers your ipod Nanos. red your Nanos. video ipods turn all right um, unplug your tamagotchis all right your zunes it's the problem i had with it was the dialogue was okay mm. it just it it felt like they were reading it like it didn't feel like they actually but that's, spoke that that's kind of like every 19th century mm, well, it was much more noticeable in this i thought so there is one shot where there's one shot too later on in the movie where they're all sitting in a room doing nothing, like literally do not move. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who was it? Like the people, like, I think they're okay. wait, they're waiting on something. I can't remember. It was like this and it just cuts to the scene and they're all waiting. And this is kind of a really M night thing to do. Oh yes, Is, is like just have a bunch of stoic people chilling in a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? There were, there are a lot of Shyamalan isms in it. Yes, like this, this, one one thing he loves to do is have people talking to someone off screen and then just sitting and waiting for their response. And it's like I want to see that person's face. Yeah. I I honestly really loved the dialogue. It kind of reminded me a bit of like Pride and Prejudice a little bit, which I which I kind of like that style. Some of it's good, some of it's like super weird. Like there's some cool stuff, but I mean it's it's hard to defend that more than I think anything else in the movie is the hardest thing mm. for people to get past. I also think being it being in film or being made in 2004, it was kind of ahead of its time. If you think about it, mm-hmm. like I could see this movie coming out. I think, you know, when 2005, first... <laughs> it may be no, but like, seriously though, I think it at first when you recommended it, Alex, I thought it was 
um, like last year or something. Wow. Which, mm-hmm. because by when I saw the trailer for it, which on YouTube, it only has like 60p. Like the, the quality of it is so crappy because yeah. <laughs> it's that old of a movie. YouTube, get an HD trailer up right now. <laughs> so while we're talking about dialogue, I have something sort of related to that. And that would be Shyamalan's naming of things. So let me pull Give up. Give me some names. Yeah, let me see. We have the cloak of the safe color, the shed that must not be used, and the most prominent one, those we do, don't speak of. Do not speak of. And I, I, I want to talk about that one. Uh-huh. So they, get, they, don't, they give it that name so as to imply that speaking of them like draws attention or something like that, which yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, who knows? And <laughs> they speak of them a lot. Um, Voldemort's. Anyone want to talk about that? Yeah, they're Voldemort's. Uh huh. We don't speak of them. They're Voldemort's uh, devilish children. Um. All right. Let's go to the tippy tippy. Um. As they say in the business. Um. The very first thing we see when the movie comes on. Well, the first thing we hear is some beautiful violin. Mm-hmm. And then we see the words written, directed, and produced by M Night Shyamalan. You know, he probably should have given some of these jobs away. You know. Mm-hmm. Instead of just taking them for himself, written, directed. His name was written a lot in the credits. But, I was wondering this uh, when I first watched the movie: why were they putting flowers in the ground? But that was oh, they were burying them. Yeah, that uh, you couldn't tell. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness! That I was like, I feel like it would be worse to be colorblind than actually blind in this movie, because you wouldn't be able to tell what the good color and the bad color. Yeah, were. I mean, at least she could smell it. <laughs> you know the whole color red is bad was that the color okay it was red oh, red I is thought, the bad color i thought it was orange oh. like seriously <laughs> oh, i see like the orange would have been not eaten orange the color of blood so we kind of come in in the middle of these people's lives it's a 19th century town protected themselves for who knows how long established uh a mutual relationship with voldemort's and uh there's something different the dogs keep winding up dead and skinned a lot of cameos in this actually a whole lot jesse eisberg yeah. has like no lines right he had two he was standing on the did uh, he have a line he was standing on the tree on the tree stump uh peeing himself <laughs> yeah remember that because he was scared i thought that was a different kid that was him yeah oh yeah and then joaquin we meet lucius joaquin phoenix and he's uh you know, stoic he's your typical <laughs> how would you describe this he's character? your typical 19th century teenager or jerk. I would describe him as plot device. Okay. Um, and uh, so uh, he meets, or not meets, I guess they've known each other their whole lives. The blind, but very inquisitive. They were. He was blinded by their relationship. Uh-huh. And uh, she was really sweet and all that stuff. So, And he gives her a pickup line. Mm-hmm. You run like a boy. Yes. What, what do you think is the most romantic line in movies? You run like a boy or I hate sand. Hey, we don't know what, how they used uh, uh, pickup lines in the 19th century. Maybe that was a, a Well, is this the 19th one? century, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the noise the monsters made. Yeah, uh, what do you think that was? <laughs> yeah, how did they create- I live behind a Walmart and uh I hear similar things, so I was wondering if that was like uh Walmart. Why are dogs. you hearing similar things? Why but does they living- don't answer that question? Yeah. How did like, they how do they produce that sound? 
So I feel like they re- they revealed the secret of the those we don't speak of a little early. It really yeah. like a lot of the tension goes away once you realize they're just costumes. Yeah. Because and then they bring it back. It's like, oh, yeah. are you supposed to question? Is there? <laughs> it's like, oh, they're are they real? And then like a few minutes later, it's like, nope, they're not. Yeah, and then the scene becomes a lot less scary when it zooms out and she's standing in a field of red flowers when they're. Yeah. You know that there's no reality to that bad color. I really dig how um I think Joaquin did great playing his character. Mm-hmm. I thought he did some really good acting. I thought he was really good in the last half of the movie. He was After dead. he stabbed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After he had no lines. No. I really liked um, uh, Lucius's character and who is the girl's name? Avi. Was that her name? The blind girl? Yeah. Avi? Ivy. Ivy. Yep. She has powers, Avi? right? Doesn't she like... She's green, Ivy. She only sees she green. She sees color. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, she sees some people's color. So that question, do you think she's an unbreakable? Like, do you think all the Shyamalan movies are in one world where they're like mutants, essentially? You're so, blowing my mind So right like now. Sixth Sense has a kid who can see dead people. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable has a guy who's unbreakable mm-hmm. and one guy who's really breakable. Mm-hmm. Um, Signs has somebody who can, can see hit a the future. <laughs> who saw the future? Like Lady. his wife. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lady on the water, I don't know. There are ladies in the water. <laughs> the last airbender. And then Split. Yep. Which we know wow. is in the same universe as Unbreakable. The Shamaverse. The Shamaverse. Sometimes we don't do the things others think we don't want to do them even though we do <laughs> what <laughs> was that an actual line <laughs> it was sometimes we don't do the things other so others sometimes we don't do things so others think we don't want to do them even though we do um <clears throat> so yeah. william hurt does a really good job playing william hurt where he just yeah, no. speaks under a mumble the whole time so let me ask this the elders right mm-hmm. so every time we see the elders like when they're together talking, they sit on a bench together, like in a straight line. That's got to be the worst way to have a discussion with each other because we everybody runs up on them, and they're like, it's like they're warming up for the big game or something like that. <laughs> they're they're all like they're in the dugout. They're all like, <laughs> and they're not even like particularly say anything. It's like, oh, we're just here so you can come to us with your problems or something. So some of the stuff that I was like, this is really kind of dumb. Was uh, I felt like the the color thing was pretty dumb. It was like such. It was a B movie plot. Like that mm-hmm. was uh, what you see, like in a uh, mystery science theater. 3000. Yeah, exactly. Well, Shyamalan loves his colors. I mean, uh, in the Sixth Sense, and he hates colors. <laughs> I guess he hates red. Uh, in re- in the Sixth Sense, red means there's a dead person or, or a ghost or something. Really? Oh, yeah. In so Unbreakable, like every time, every time. Um, well, we'll get to it, but. Whenever Bruce Willis has those little flashes, there's always like the bad guys always in color when everything else is in black and white, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, he also hates water. That's right. He's scared of it. Yeah. Can we talk about the moment that they first introduce the the others that shouldn't be named? Like when they first come. Uh, to the, the others city. are from Lost. <laughs> no, but like when they first come into the village and there's like that attack. It's when they all go into the house and the blind girl's like has her hand out the door. Yeah. Waiting for him. I really, 
I thought that was such a good. That scene is oh, so good. Goodness. That makes the whole movie, I think, more than anything. It's like watch it for that whole that scene. But seriously, in in her sister's face, like <laughs> the guy who just broke her heart is like comes and saves her life. Yeah, that's that was kind of harsh, but I think that scene stood out. Like it is really movie. good, I, like super cinematic. I thought like all the slow motion and the music was, really cool. was perfect. For Incredible that. film score. So is the suspense still there? This after you know that they're just people. Oh yeah, the monsters. It's still a great scene. Like it's just, it's just, it gives me chills. Like every time I see it, you know. Through, just, is this as she she's holding her hand out? The the town's freaking out because they somebody spots one of the monsters and uh, and rings the bell. And so everybody has to go and take cover like a tornado is coming through. They, they hide underneath the, uh, they hide underneath stuff, um, in the floorboards. Was this, is this a movie that like, cause you've seen it multiple times. Is this a movie that like leaves you kind of on the edge of your seat every time? Or is it one of those movies that was like, you can only see it once to fully enjoy it? You know, I'd say I don't. You know, honestly, because I think I feel the same way about Sixth Sense. I, you know, once you know the ending, it doesn't necessarily make the, ruin the movie for you. Like okay. there are other movies where it does that. It's like ah, okay, mm-hmm. well, you don't really need to see it. Like Titanic. I mean, you know, once you see that, once you know that ending, you, just, you never want to see that movie. You again. can sink that movie into the deep blue sea. Exactly. Huh? Uh, deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. Oh, um, the shark scenes in Titanic freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, amazing film score. Uh, one I thing, did love the music. Yeah, and yeah. their relationship, because kind of this quarter of the way through the movie, they really start to lean into the the relationship between um, Lucius and uh, Ivy. And it's I think it's like just really sweet, like really kind of genuine. They had this mm-hmm. weird scene, though, where he basically fusses her out like – She's she's being like really funny and quirky and whimsical and stuff with him. Is this the like, porch scene? Why can't you shut up? In other words, <laughs> this is the porch scene, right? At like yes, the of the night. and then he's like, "Of course I love you, and of course when we marry, I'll dance with you and all that stuff." And let, like, let me lead when thing, I sucker. want to lead. That had a true M Night Shyamalan twist to that conversation. Oh, you talk like a boy. <laughs> why don't you shut up? I liked the I, man should lead. I kind of like that scene though i thought that was a very good the like the way it was shot was like perfect yeah i honestly didn't hate it too much but Mm -hmm. it is kind of jarring at first i was like dang he's he's fussing man i hope he gets stabbed by a forrest gump type (laughs) character speaking of are we ready to talk about noah (laughs) oh i'm not there Uh, yet i don't know if uh, i'm not there yet um okay uh so the kids get spooked because now the Voldemorts have returned unprovoked. The village sheep were all skinned during a, f- a wedding. <laughs> Which is another point. Like, how did the uh, elders have time to do all that? <laughs> I, was it the, I thought it was Noah who did that. Oh, was it? Yeah, I thought Noah did that. That skinned everything? Yeah, that's what. That's an unanswered question of mine. How did Noah have time to skin and kill all the animals when, during the wedding? He didn't. That he wasn't... wasn't in the wedding, though. He wasn't there, was he? No, I thought it was the elders that did that. No, because remember at the end, when they reveal that Noah has been the one who's been the monster or whatever, they show all the bones and stuff that he's been hiding. He wasn't the monster. He found the costume. 
Yeah, and he he wore the costume around. He was the one wearing it around. Not the, till the end, when she was in the woods. But he but remember how they saw the bones and stuff? Like he'd been the one killing the animals. Oh, because so, they were trying to figure out who killed the animals. Remember so, the elders were trying to figure it out. I did not know why. That. Ha, what has killed these animals? That was so confusing because I hmm. All right, that's a major. All right, so. Point. Um, I, I, I was Googling who skinned the animals and it all filled to in the village. Nice. <laughs> so who was skinning the animals? Answer, Noah, the village idiot. Wow. <laughs> the village idiot? That's, that's was, literally what they call him. I was gonna, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's when his parents discover that he has escaped from the crying room, his mother shouts out the animals, knowing full well that it was he who was strangling the livestock and plucking the critters. Oh. Unanswered question, though. How did he kill all those sheeps and all that stuff during the wedding? By how did he kill those sheeps? If he could stab a guy right off the bat in like a certain amount of time, I think you know he could kill the sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can, if you can stab a man, you can skin a sheep, yeah. as my mom used to say. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then when the they, eh, and then when they, um, and then when they. <laughs> And then when they, all right, so when they, <laughs> okay, so when they, <laughs> I can't stop, I'm stuck in a loop. Um, so when someone else finds out that the sheep have been skinned, the bull, the alarm bells have rung. <laughs> what are you trying to do? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, the alarm balls ring. Bells. <laughs> okay, um, the alarm bells ring, or whatever that is. Um, and uh and everybody starts to leave the uh wedding. Um Lucius of course grabs Ivy's hand mm. and it's really sweet. I, I really dig every scene that they do that. I thought that was really cool. How like that can, that was a continuation mm-hmm. during the movie. Like they kept doing that. I thought that was really cool. I actually I really do love the love the stuff with uh Ivy and, and Lucius and I know mm-hmm. we talked about it, but I, I mean like it just it's really cool and genuine I like really love that character Ivy. Mm-hmm. Like I mean Lucius is like okay, but you know um, but you know, I have a hard time even understanding Lucius a little bit in this movie because it's like, you know, very like you can almost barely hear him, and then she, but she's just like so fun and full of life and all that. I was surprised as like a main character, he didn't have a whole lot of lines, but like I think his acting really kind of did him justice during that. Mm-hmm. And like I know it was very stoic and very you know reserved but i think that was his character and i think he played that very well he's he's courageous he's very like sweet and quiet and brave she's very outspoken free-spirited fun opposites attract yeah one person can see one person can't Mm -hmm. i thought it was good um what's the actress's name who played ivy again bryce dallas howard she was on jurassic world yes Originally, um, I guess Kirsten Dunst was cast to play her. Oh wow, yeah. that would have and been... she left for some other movie. Mm-hmm. That would have been a whole different Elizabeth movie. Town. Yeah, be I believe so. Um, who do you think she would have been better or worse, or as good? 
That's a tough one. I think worse. I think worse. I think this was, I think uh, Bryce mm-hmm. did a good job with this. Uh, she's not like my favorite actress or, mm-hmm. you know, she, I, well, I like her. I like her. Like, yeah. I mean, I even, even Spider-Man three. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. I mean, she made Rose Spider-Man three from an already good movie to a great movie. It's, one one question too. Okay, you so run like a boy. <laughs> so uh, I think it's the way she runs. Yeah, <laughs> we really end up, you know, as an audience, just getting kind of wrapped up and everything. I was I I was really completely uh, compelled and um, just fascinated with the world they set up. I really liked the setting and everything the the mm-hmm. 18th century or whatever, um, and all the all the stuff that went into it. Um, and then they start revealing some truths that haven't yet been been revealed. Um, but one of the first things that prompts this is the fact that well, the whole time throughout the movie, Lucius has been asking to leave the village, which they've, you know, it's pretty much completely out of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, they appreciate his bravery. And then the, I thought some one thing that was really cool that comes back later is just how they explain the horrors of things that happen outside of the village that don't have to do with necessarily those we don't speak of it's people mm-hmm, yeah. and so they talk about how like you know my brother was stabbed my sister was you know uh, robbed and murdered and all this all these kind of mm-hmm. horrible things and so um so when a crime happens in the village everything hits the fan because mm-hmm. um noah is jealous of lucius because he loves ivy but he can't express it because he's special needs or the village idiot. <laughs> so, um, so which, <laughs> seriously, though, before, goes to show, like, Noah was kind of an insensitive character. Cause first yes. of all, like, aside from, uh, like, aside from being like a very stereotypical portrayal of special needs. Yeah. The, the movie treats him like garbage. Like yeah. he's like, he's murders people and, and animals apparently. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah, it's a really tough one because, you know, just even, um, you know, I feel like it's a, that character could not be made today in the same way just because of what we know about autism and special needs and stuff like that because this character is obviously mm-hmm. autistic. And so that being a portrayal in the movie, it's really tough because, um, you know, even me having an autistic son, just even having that character be so horrible is like hard to, for me to even deal with that aside. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it, except for the ending and the way he died, almost, I almost still sympathize with that character. Yeah. It mm-hmm. even, it even made me because even up until the stabbing, it's kind of like, well, he just doesn't even know any better. Like, yeah. and so part of me, in this point, and this was just a question I have for you guys was like, do you, how do you feel like they would have prosecuted Noah within that? Like, would they have sentenced him to death? Would they have like, mm-hmm. j- like, what do you think he would have done? Would they have to have built a jail or what? You know, I guess I think that, cause I, I don't feel like they're not, they're kind of like one of the big things about um, themes running through the movie is that they kind of run away from their problems. So I, feel like either the either best case scenario would have made a jail for him or worst case scenario would have like cast him out or something they they kind of technically already made a jail for him though which was like the, the, the crying room yeah which was very sad that was 
Yeah, the crying room. Or as Shyamalan probably would call it, the room in which we shed tears. <laughs> um, okay, so just to kind of keep moving along, um, uh, uh, Ivy gets let in on the big secret that those we don't speak of are not real because Lucius has been stabbed by Noah. She has to travel to the village or to somewhere outside of the village to get med- medicines. They say medicines <laughs> constantly, and it, I'm like, who taught you how to speak? Um, I don't know. Is that accurate to say medicines? <laughs> it drove me crazy. I don't Maybe know why. in 19th century 2004. It, it becomes apparent to that um, that they lied to keep a secret. And so what we begin to see is just kind of callbacks to some earlier scenes where they reveal that all this is a big fat daddy old lie by the village elders mm. who said the outside world is horrific. We're a bunch of richies. They basically uh, decide to make their own 18th century village. Mm-hmm. I I kind of laughed at the um, reveal of the plot twist because it's like William Hurt and his wife, and they're just kind of like at the, opening the chest and like let's look at the plot twist. And they all is it? It's not just them. It's like everybody does it yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that was a little. The elders had their meeting and was like, all right, guys. It's time for the the ceremony of the revealing of the plot twist. Reminiscing. (laughs) I kind of, I was pretty surprised by the plot twist, but then I kind of wasn't because at the beginning of the movie, I was like, this isn't 19th century. I'm very confused. By the way they're speaking, it sounds modern, like some of like the occurrences from the elders, Mm -hmm. like when they kind of like bring stuff up. It's not quite enough. I also thought this was interesting. The way they created the animals or mm-hmm. the others, I thought that was really um, interesting because of their um, struggles they had with the people that killed their other families. You know, that's probably how they viewed other people, mm-hmm. you know, and so as they monsters. Yeah, as monsters. And so they like were they were coming out of that dark place mm-hmm. and creating this monster to protect themselves, which was very interesting, I thought. Mm-hmm. was like you kind of have to have those bad people to protect yourself to keep you in a controlled environment of safety you know what i'm saying so the big twist being the whole time the village is not in the 18th century or 19th century it's modern day mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> basically we're in portland oregon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so we we find out it's modern day and that the whole movie's been a lie and all this other stuff it's uh um, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, one thing that I, I don't mind the plot twist. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite thing, but mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool, especially at the time. Yeah. Cause I wasn't, you know, a lot of times, especially movies with big plot twists, I'm not spending the whole movie trying to figure out the plot twist. I like to be surprised mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of people say that this is like a really dumb plot twist. Do you, do you guys like agree with that? Or do you think it's like kind of a cool, um, it's it's kind of an abrasive plot twist just because like it's a massive shift with that said i think thematically it really does work because like kind of what kyle was saying um the theme of the movie is kind of about like throughout the movie they're building them up as big isolationists and um they're just they're the type of people who run from pain Mm -hmm. and um it's it just it's kind of cool how they plan the the idea that a lot of people have that um the as time goes on we become a much more corrupt society so they're mm-hmm. 
abandoning that to try to strive to some to a more innocent time. Do you I, feel? I mean, the moral question at the end of the day is: they they say they did what they did for innocence, which mm-hmm. it, the experiment didn't work. Yeah, because evil still occurred mm-hmm. through Noah. Do you feel like what they attempted to do was right? Like within that, do you believe like what they did was correct for, well, that's, the, sake of, for the sake of innocence? Well, that's one. Um, I felt like for most of the movie, they were the like they were trying to point out why that's not a healthy thing to do. That you mm-hmm. shouldn't run for like you should accept that heartache is a part of life, and it's not something you should run away from. And they kind of. As far I can, as far as I can tell, go on living their lives as they did before. Yeah, I think that was a plot hole. Did the when, so the elders when they posed the question like, "Should we keep this going?" They just all stood up and they never answered the mm-hmm. question. They ran so, away. Should we keep doing it. My my, should my thought I was stay this: was they're standing up. <laughs> did their standing up mean like, "Let's get up and build a more secure home," or "Let's stand up and get out of here"? Well, and then one thing they do mention is that who's going to take this on after us? Who's going to carry, basically carry on the lie? And mm-hmm. they say it's going to be in the hands of Lucius and Ivy mm-hmm. because they're going to be, you know, and they're going to be the new elders. Um, <clears throat> just a, a couple of things before we get kind of towards the, before we wrap up. Just um, one thing it talks about too that just kind of really confused me was the whole the whole beeline where they talk about Walker and Sigourney Weaver's character, Walker's William Hurt's character and Sigourney Weaver having a love interest. Yeah, and they never. But he married, isn't he? Yeah. It was so weird. Like, what's the deal with? No, that? I think he he was, but the wife was dead or something. Well, she's there, like with him. Oh, was she? she's, yeah. l- she's looking at the plot twist chest with him. <laughs> yeah, they oh. were looking together. I was like, wait, that that was almost another twist. He's married. Because like, that was the uh, real twist. That was the real twist. The other day. Someone married that guy. There's also one thing too. She meets this dude on the road, and and M Night Shyamalan makes his cameo. Mm. Listen, pal, easy job. Don't ask too many questions. Said that guy n- by no means left that thinking that this girl wasn't some part of crazy cult thing. And so the village two is going to be coming out some point where it's this guy being a vigilante and I trying to rescue so. that. Well, they're <laughs> that cult. Well, they're probably building up to the Shyamalan Avengers with Ivy, <laughs> Unbreakable, and Split. What do you think Lucius's color was? Blue, because hmm. he was really sad. I need Amber. to rewatch Unbreakable. First credit. Does anybody know at the end of the movie what's <laughs> the, the violinist? <laughs> the violinist. <laughs> Who was it by? I didn't. See, I didn't. Well, I don't know. But I mean, that, but I the violin her, was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest role. I like looked that. her up on Spotify. Her music is good. What's man. her name? I don't remember. Oh, you got to pull it up. <laughs> um. Anyway, shout out to her because she did a great job. Uh, any more thoughts before we give out verdicts? Hillary Hahn is her name, by the way. Hillary Hahn. Hillary Hahn, shout out to you. You're Hil- really Hillary good Quentin. on violin. <laughs> Hillary Quentin. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> oh, Walker says it's a half day journey through the through the woods to the next village or whatever to the road. Mm-hmm. But she spends the night in the woods. Yeah. Well. Well, she's blind. <laughs> she she. He said half day. Book of Eli is it? Do you realize how stressful it? I I had this uh, thought when I was watching. It's so stressful watching a blind girl walk through a forest. Mm-hmm. Like, and that scene was so long, mm-hmm. and it was like. Just, I did get tired of the woods. Yeah, I, it, I think it was a little overdone. Like, all right, get to the 
get to the road. It should be a half day, but you're making it. So the so like a half day of the movie. It does that that's another thing. Like oh, they because they reveal the secret of the monsters. Like yeah. Well, that there's like no tension, so they have to like add Noah in as a monster. And he well, makes all these growling noises, yeah, like he, it's an actual real monster. Yeah. And then, I don't. I, like, I thought of it. I was like, did he lie to her to make her brave? That's what I got from it. Because at first sight, I was like, oh no, was it actually real? It got it, that plot twist got me. I was like, oh no, like he like lied to her to make her. I oh, didn't like. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like the fact that they just had the same twist twice. Back. And yeah. and also, nope, it was fake, and it's Noah in the costume. And I now. and I also and he's thought dead there were like fifteen uh, twists immediately. But seriously, though, I thought it was um like he was trying to make her more innocent. Yeah, you a know, sad death scene. It was sad death oh my scene. Gosh. Noah, man. Yeah. I think that was like one of like Crushing. the hardest things to watch in this movie was that just it was so sad. I mean, that's why I feel like I must be missing something. I feel like there's some significance to Noah's character, like because like maybe he seems like such a sympathetic character, but it's he like is. cosmic justice. The same know. thing happens too, even in Split. Not to give like any spoilers, but the, it, there's these like crazy, weird, like heavy issues in these M Night Shyamalan movies that are almost like. It's like they really kind of should be untouchable, but he kind of goes for it anyway. Yeah. He, he, like not like in a not I don't even know if like in a successful way. You know what it, I mean? He underplays it. He underplays the like those those points. Yeah. But I mean, it's like just so heavy because I mean, I could see that happening, you yeah. know, like somebody with special needs, just like not knowing how to deal with that situation. Mm. But all right. You guys want to get to verdicts or anything I'm, else? I'm ready. I'd say so. Yeah, think? I guess so. Yeah. I think I said all I need to say. All right. Uh, let's start up with Chris. You want to talk about what you felt about the village? All right. All right. So um, I'm actually uh, an ardent, defen- ardent defender of Shyamalan. I'm really, really happy to see that he's kind of on his way back. Yeah. Because um, I, like, I was a film major for a while, and one of my favorite directors when I first got into it was Shyamalan. Like, um, yeah. I, uh, I love Signs, I love Sixth Sense, and Unbreakable was actually my favorite movie for a while. So, um, like, I, I, I defend him. I love and I kind of, yeah, like, I, uh, I see, Sh- like, Shyamalan's career reminds me of Muse, who's, like, my favorite band. He's, like, mm-hmm. he, um, Muse was considered, like, a great band by fans for the first, like, three albums, then they kind of dropped off at that point. But I feel like they started making the music they wanted to make. Mm-hmm. I feel like the village is kind of the beginning of where Shyamalan made the movies he wanted to make, mm-hmm. and I mean, I can't really, you know, knock him for it because, like, yeah. I thought this, like, I agree with uh, some of the good reviews about this movie. I felt like it was a really original idea. It wasn't a remake or a sequel. It was, I mean, all in all, it was really well shot. I thought it had good sound editing. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. And I like sort of the gothic literature um, style mm-hmm. of storytelling he takes. Yep. Um, I think there were some dumb moments. Like, I mean, I thought the um, the twists were a little hard to swallow at times. And I thought, um, well, I thought I thought the uh, final twist was a bit jaunting in a way, going from like um, 19th century to modern day. I still thought it fit with the theme well, and it was a good theme. Like it was a good, 
um, metaphor for just running away from problems. So, um, and I mean, Noah was a weird choice, but I'll at least say that, um, what's his name? Adrian, Adrian Brody. Noah. Yeah. Like he was, um, he, like he played the part well. Yeah. Like he was a really, he was really good acting anyways. Yeah. Um, so I would say this is a movie that I could see, I could see it redeeming itself over time. So yeah. I, I would say not guilty. Not guilty. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, mm. it's in your hands. I think The Village is one of the best movies when it comes to capturing your attention. Mm-hmm. I loved, I loved personally loved the the plot of it of it being supposedly in the 19th century and then all of a sudden just kind of like nope this is 2004. You were a fan of the twist. Yeah, I I really liked it. it. Like it wasn't as like oh my gosh, but it was still like okay I can go with this like I can I can roll with this I, I dig this. Um, it makes you want to watch more to see what happens. I thought that was really cool. Like being this is like the first M Night Shyamalan movie I've seen, so I thought it was really cool to. Um, experience like his plot points and it was like very I loved his way he told his story I really enjoyed that of the way he tells it Um, the story even with some unanswered questions ended wonderfully I thought Um, it was you know it was a little hard to swallow in some areas you know like the death of Noah yeah that that was brutal but you know I think I, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was a good ending to the story, but it was still an ending that was like, okay, like we can cope with this yeah. somehow, you know? And uh, I think it was just really well written. Yeah. I think it was, you know, I just, I loved the, I loved the time setting of the fake, <laughs> of the fake village it was mm-hmm. set in. I love, you know, I love Pride and Prejudice and those type of movies. And so I think, I think that was really cool. And uh yeah, I would consider it not guilty. Not guilty. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um not even just not guilty. I think it's just an awesome movie. Yeah, I really like I think it's totally disagree. I think it's one of those movies that's you With know, I would recommend. Sentence. Yeah, I um I I one thing I like about Shyamalan is I I will say I think he should maybe become good like become friends with like a better writer because i think he's a really good idea man yeah. <laughs> um and all his movies have like his all his movies are like really cool ideas pal you got you can do the directing and producing yeah. just don't do the writing or at least like write it and then have like someone ghost write it or something like that I, probably does i kind of um, i kind of liked the ghost or i kind of liked the way it was written though because it was yeah, still mysterious I mean, this one yeah but some of his other ones are like Good ideas okay. executed poorly. Don't um, watch Lady in the Water because it'll kind of make you hate M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Because he's like, he ends up being kind of the ultimate hero in the movie. <laughs> really? Is, is, he, is he a so character? so bad. Yeah, he's a he's not just a cameo. He's like a full-on character. Yeah. And his character's meant to save the world. Like his, <laughs> he's a writer who's it's kind supposed of full to of save it. the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a crazy ego thing. Um, But I feel like, it, like it's cool because the stories have are kind of literary in a way, almost like short films stretched out into full movies because they all have like sort of that, like a very clear idea. Yeah. Um, well, cool. That uh, that wraps it up. Yeah. Not guilty. Sweet. Yeah. All right. This is Alex. This is Kyle. And this is M. Night Chris. And this is the Not Guilty Podcast saying, sometimes we don't do the things others think we should do. <laughs> 
did just to, because we want to do them even though we don't do them. Yeah. Bye. Bye.